Welcome to Full Circle with Jerry Bryant. It's the classic Jesus music radio show. It's a look back at where it all began. This is Full Circle, looking back at the beginnings of today's contemporary Christian music. Now, Now, here's your host, Jerry Bryant. Hi, everybody. This is Jerry Bryant. Welcome to another edition of Full Circle, the classic Jesus music radio show, taking you back to where it all began.
good old gospel ship, Mylon Lefevre, who had an early influence on the music of my special guest on this episode. Now, I may say this quite a bit, but I really, really mean it when I say I have a very special guest on the show. It's taken a long time, two trips down to Florida, but we finally worked it out as I had some special time to spend with Jesus music veteran, Randy Matthews. Now, Randy and I go way back, as you'll hear in our conversation. He was very open and honest about his time blazing a path for other Jesus musicians to follow. So I'm just so overjoyed that I could give him the recognition he so rightly deserves. In fact, Randy is often overlooked when the history of contemporary Christian music is discussed. But on this show, I'm making a stand to rectify that situation and give Randy his just due. In fact, it's going to take up to two whole shows. The format of this interview show will be more conversational, unlike other interview shows I've done in the past. And I think it's due to the history and the friendship that we both have shared over the past number of years, 44 plus. (laughs) But first of all, I'd like to share a bit of background information about Randy that, well, it wasn't covered in our time together. Randy Matthews was born in 1950 and grew up in Missouri. Like my own personal history, Randy was born into a family with at least five ordained ministers, including his father, Monty, a founding member of the Jordanaires, Elvis Presley's first backup group. When Randy was in high school in Lamar, Missouri, he sang in a quartet called the Zionaires, which was also founded by his father. And his quartet performed regionally and sang in quartet competitions. But Randy also had a time of musical rebellion. While in high school, he joined an acid rock band and nearly ruined his voice. And also after high school, he briefly attended Ozark Bible College in Joplin, Missouri. And it was during this time, he joined a Christian folk rock duo, making it a trio, which led to his idea of taking the gospel message and joining it with rock music, which would come to fruition a few years later. And then, after leaving college, with a story that's parallel to mine, he founded a coffeehouse ministry in Cincinnati, Ohio. The purpose was to promote social activities among Christians and provide a safe haven for street people. And when Randy walked into his first recording session, there were 300 kids from the ministry there praying for him. Now that you have a Cliff Notes background as to where Randy was coming from, we're ready to start our conversation with our special guest, Randy Matthews. This is Full Circle. Dude, thank you for coming over here to spend some time talking with me. Let's go back. We're going to go way back to the 70s. Yeah. So all of a sudden, um, this thing called Jesus music emerged. We had never been around it. We didn't know anything about it. But all of a sudden, we're singing songs about Jesus in our own expression. So when did you first hear Jesus music? Well, I never heard any Jesus music. I was raised up on Southern Gospel Quartet music. My daddy was a a musician, had the Jordanaires Quartet that went on to back Elvis Presley and do all that. And so so my roots were deep in in Southern Gospel and, and Black spirituals. And uh, when I was in, in high school, I became a Christian when I was a very young age, when I was six years old. 
And uh, by the time I got to high school, I was singing and writing guitar, and it just seemed natural for me to write about what was closest to me. And so I started singing and writing song, rock songs about Jesus, and that would that would have been about 68, something like that. My first Jesus music record was Mylon Lefevre. And, uh, and I listened to that and I went, oh my Lord, there's somebody out there already doing what I wanted to do. And so it was encouraging to me and the, the, the newness of the thing and the daringness of it that, that uh, of course, all those classics like uh, Gospel Ship was on that record and, and uh, that was a very, 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 very favorite song of mine. And I knew Mylon a long time before he became a Christian again, before he rededicated his life to the Lord. And, and Mylon would come over to my house and hang out with me over at, back in Nashville, and, and we'd visit and spend time with me. And Mylon would call me up every once in a while and say, Randy, guess what? And I'd say, what? He'd say, I just gave my life to the Lord. And then I'd see him like two weeks later, and he'd be back to the old Mylon. Well, this went on for about three years, and then finally one time he called me up and he said, Randy, he said, guess what? I said, you just gave your life to the Lord. He said, I sure did, and this time it's going to stick. Well, I played with him two weeks later after that, and there, he, you talk about seeing a different man. When he walked off the bus, he was a new man, and I knew from that point on that Mylon had changed, and that's when everything took off for Mylon. And here, with one of those early songs that Randy wrote, a song called Children Come Together. As long as we love our Jesus, we're one. You better stop what you say. You can't look the other way. Set a change. Got to come. We gotta start loving. You're a few years older than I Oh, cause you have short hair Clean shaven, I don't care If Jesus loves you, so must I We've got to and the young As long as we love our Jesus we're one yeah. You better stop what you say You can't look the other way Set a change Got to come 
We gotta stop loving. Ever wah 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 wah. Got a job to do. I can't make it without you, and you can't make it without me. So the Lord, from day to day, each one in his own way. Children come together eternally. As long as we love our Jesus, we're one. You better stop what you say. You can't look the other way. Set a change. Got to come. We got to stop loving. Ever wah 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 wah. Children come together eternally. Randy Matthews and Children Come Together from his first album. In our conversation, I asked Randy to share some of his thoughts about that song. All of our own personal theologies and beliefs, uh, the, the minor things seem to separate us and, and cause us problems and, uh, as far as the potential of what we have as the body of Christ. And so that was just a, a song to just asking everybody to drop those pretenses and just come together and be more than what we are, be more than some of the parts. Did you have any idea where this thing would go? Because nobody knew us, and we were just singing songs that nobody had heard before. Well, I knew the potential of it. Uh, because I'd seen the, the effects of what, what was happening and, and so despite all the flack that we were receiving from it I, I knew the potential of it and that kept me encouraged and I was just a, a boy anyway so so I didn't have anything to lose and so so I just I just decided one day this is what the Lord wants me to do and I'm going to go do it full time and, and we, we hit the road and uh, as I started traveling Jerry I started meeting of course other artists and that was very much encouraging to me I thought I was the only guy doing it I, I was living in Missouri I didn't know anybody it was in the Midwest and I knew the Jesus movement was happening and I was a part of it and I moved to Cincinnati Ohio to go to seminary and was very active in the movement then with uh, Arthur Blessed was uh, a man I did a lot of work with back in those days and, and uh, street ministry and work like that Actually, Arthur had something to do with me rededicating my life because he came to Southern Illinois University, Carbondale, and I went out to hear him preach on his flatbed trailer. And man, he pierced my heart. I realized, even though I was raised as a kid in the church, I did not know the Lord that well. Yeah, yeah, that's the way I was, you know, until I got got out there amongst the the reality of, of the world and, and dealing with the world, I, I didn't know what the reality of Christianity was either. I knew that I loved Jesus, and I knew that He was the way, and and uh, and that my life was was centered around that. But uh, past that, Jared didn't. You know, just a boy, you know. I was I was I was 20 years old, you know. So, 
and I just kept playing and then then I got picked up by uh, uh, Word Records which was at that time was the largest gospel label out, out, out in the country but they uh, had not done any contemporary gospel and then I was the first act to record for Word which really became Murr Records they started Murr Records for me because they thought that my music was little still too radical for word labels so they started the Murr records so even from the very beginning you were stirring up trouble here you have a new style of music and they start a new record company to feature it yeah i was, I was very lucky billy ray hearn was was the man running that company an excellent excellent man an excellent producer and just a great christian guy and uh, Billy caught the vision of what I was doing and, and uh, produced my first album for me, which was on Word Records, which was the, the, the material that we recorded on the first record was songs that I had written when I was 15 and 16 years old because they, they didn't want me to record my current stuff. It was too radical. The title track to Randy's first album was a cover of a Larry Norman song called I Wish We'd All Been Ready. So I had to ask Randy, how he came to choose that song to feature on his debut record. Well, long before I knew Larry, or even knew of Larry, and uh, Billy Ray Hearn played me that song. And I said, boy, I gotta record that song. That speaks to our times, and, and it was right down the middle of what I was doing, and, and uh, I hope I did it just that Larry did such an excellent job on, of course, being the writer of the song, he would, you know. but. Uh, I was happy to record it. A little embarrassed that I had recorded his tune. I didn't know it was his tune at the time, and uh, but he didn't mind. Looking back to 1971, Randy Matthews, his own take on this Larry Norman classic. Life was filled with guns and wars, and everyone got trampled on the floor. I wish we'd all been ready. Children died the days were cold A piece of bread would buy a bag of gold I wish we'd all been ready There's no time to change your mind The sun is coming, you've been left behind Two men walking up a hill One disappears and one left standing still I wish we'd all been ready Man and wife asleep in bed She hears a noise and turns her head and gone I wish we'd all been ready There's no time to change your mind The sun is coming, you've been left behind Life was filled with guns and wars Everyone got trampled on the floor I wish we'd all been ready Children died, the days grew cold A piece of bread would buy a bag of gold I wish we'd all been ready There's no time to change your mind How could you have been so blind? Father spoke, the demons dying, the sun is coming, you've been left behind. You've been left behind. You've been left behind. Randy Matthews, and his version of the late Larry Norman song, I Wish We'd All Been Ready. 
Randy, I want to compliment you and tell you something that you've done to bless my life, and that is that I've always seen in you a desire to be transparent and, and who you really are, and that's reflected in All I Am Is What You See, and that's from the second album. But, you know, a lot of people want to hide, and I, I sensed that you came on saying, I just want to be who I am. Right. That's, that's well, I figure if you're not true to yourself, you're not going to be true to anybody else. You're not going to really have a true communication with them. And, and uh, I didn't go into this to become a star, quote unquote, or anything like that, I, I, because it, it would, if you wanted to become a star, singing for G, rock and roll for Jesus was not the way to do it. So my desire was for people to see that if I could be a Christian and if I could have a relationship with Jesus, they could. And so I tried to always be transparent in my music and on stage and, and in my life. Looking back to 1972, with the title track from his sophomore album, Randy Matthews, All I Am Is What You See. And coming up, Randy takes on the role of a revolutionary born out of one of the many Jesus rallies that took place in the early 70s. Sun come up, start a brand new day Packed the car, was on my way Miles and miles, I've been a-truckin' on I rode all day just to sing this song Whoa, whoa, yes I did, yes I did You people set your minds a-bent A-burning down, tell you where a frown heaven Come to share with each About a way of life I found Yeah! All right <laughs> Sing and sweat till my jeans are wet Laugh and cry, Lord, I smile inside All I am is what you see I pray you see the truth in me Yes, I do, yes, I do I'm no better than you, why you can see that's true So what I say, don't confuse you Work for peace, for love's increase It hasn't come, though you paid the Come here to perform Or try to force you to conform I've never seen your face, that's true But brothers and sisters, how I love you Yes, I do Bring a gift for you Something new This is Jerry Bryan and You've been listening to an interview with special guest Randy Matthews, one of the formative musicians in the Midwest during the Jesus music era. Now, I don't know how far back your memory goes to the beginning of early Jesus music, but the reason for Full Circle is to help you recall, and for some, discover for the first time, the rich legacy of early CCM, back when we called it Jesus music. In 1972, I started a radio show that was eventually heard 
on over 100 radio stations from coast to coast. I called it Jesus Solid Rock. And now, all these years later, I've taken memories, interviews, and songs from those life-changing days. And I packaged it as the Full Circle Jesus Music Show, taking you back to where it all began. And you, the listener, are my support team with your prayers and financial giving to keep the music playing. Would you go to my website and show that support when you give to the Giving Fuel support button? My website is www.fullcirclejesusmusic.com. That's fullcirclejesusmusic.com. I'm grateful. Thanks. Hi, this is Randy Matthews, and you're listening to Full Circle with Jerry Bryant, the classic Jesus music radio show, taking a look back at where it all began. I would imagine that many of you may be aware of early groups like Love Song, Children of the Day, and all the others out of the West Coast Calvary Chapel Jesus movement. But many groups from the Midwest were overlooked in the beginning. Thankfully, due to the vision of the late Billy Ray Hearn who began Murr Records and Sparrow Records, some of those overlooked artists were featured across the states and even into the UK. Let's continue my conversation with Randy Matthews, and he'll give us a little insight into that era. Full Circle. Here's another song. Uh, it's called Revolutionary Cause. And would you say you're a revolutionary? I think I was back then. I was a revolutionary. Uh, that sprang out of, a, of another thing with Arthur Blessed, actually. In Cincinnati, we were doing a, a big Jesus march and uh, we were calling it Revolution for Jesus. And so, uh, so that song sprang out of that festival out there. Now, for some of our listeners, they don't know what we're talking about when we say that we were radical. I mean, because today, anything goes. So what was the atmosphere back then? And why did it bother people so much? Well, I could walk into a church that had booked me and open enough to book me to come and do a show. And I've walked into churches before where I walk in with my guitar and then the preacher would meet me at the door and say, I'm sorry, we've changed our mind and, and we're not going to be doing it just from my appearance, from, from my hair and all, not giving a chance to sing or anything. It was just a new form of presenting the, the good old story, you know, and uh, people, it takes, takes a while for, especially for us Christians, to accept and embrace something like that, anything new that comes along that might threaten our belief status and all. You know, that's good to hear because, you know, we've all been wounded by Christians, but I, I think when we realize it's because they were afraid, that's why they did some of those things. I think you're right. I think you're right. And we all are wounded by the things that come along as Christians. But what we got to remember is that Christians are just like us. They're just forgiven and, and that we're going to make mistakes. And, and they're going to let us down. People are going to let us down and, and we're going to let people down. With a song born out of one of the many Jesus rallies that took place in the early 70s. From Randy Matthews' second album, The Explosive Revolutionary Cause, on Full Circle with Jerry Bryant. All this pain that surrounds us 
is a basis for living Relief from life's pains to be given But in what cause can we trust? Can we trust now? Ooh, come join me in a revolution Against the constitution of the institution of sin Gripe and complain You're not part of the answer <laughs> Friend, you're part of the problem Join our cause, don't refrain Don't refrain now, now <laughs> Come join me in a revolution Against the constitution of the institution of sin Against the constitution of the institution of sin Full circle. Full circle. Anyone who wants to can. Oh, any woman, any man. Yes, Anyone who wants to can. Take your place in the holy band. Anyone who wants to can. Oh, any woman, any man, yes you can I say, anyone who wants to, can All right, you got to take your place in the holy band It's time we stopped it I mean, what have we gained By our conflicts in the street Yeah, yeah I hear the music Oh, don't it sound so sweet I Grab your sister and brother Come on, laugh with each other I think anyone who wants to can Oh, any woman, any man Yes, you can, don't you know Anyone who wants to can All that you got to Take your place in the holy band Well, there's a time and 
This is Jerry Bryant. I'm back exploring the music and ministry of Randy Matthews, who in 1973 released an album called Son of Dust that has remained a favorite of many of his fans. His musical and vocal transformation on this album, compared to the two earlier releases, shifts from the safe, easy listening variety to full-out rock and roll, like the song Holy Band, which you've just heard. I want to talk about this because you took the risk to jump on Facebook. You took the risk to digitize and send out uh, Son of Dust. I wanted to ask you why you took the risk to, after all these years to do that and what surprised you about the response to you being on Facebook and also redigitizing your favorite album. Well, I was totally blown away. I couldn't believe that anybody would remember it that uh, we, we put the CD out and uh, we got great response back to it and and you know Jerry and listening to it it, it still holds up today it, it's really wonderful what happened back then and uh, but it still holds up today and and when I went on Facebook I, I started getting all these messages from people telling me how much I'd touched them during the years and how much my music had meant and and it was just it's just been a really really good experience for me. It's been very, very encouraging because I, I just didn't think anybody remember at all. I mean, that's 40 years ago that I started doing this. That's a long time. That's a lifetime. Now, there was another song on that album, which Randy had been performing live for a while, preceding this studio release. And I asked him about the live version that I first heard at Explo 72 in Dallas, Texas. Um, there's a song you performed at Explo 72. I was there in Dallas, and it became a, actually an identity song. This is like everybody has a particular theme or a song that is like a trademark of theirs. So talk as long as you want to about this incredible song called Didn't He. 
Didn't he was uh, uh, written on the road uh, back when I was traveling in a little TR3, a Triumph TR3. We traveled all over the country in that thing. If the, if the top was, if it was snowing, we traveled with the top down or raining or whatever because we couldn't fit the guitars in any other way. And so, uh, so it was written driving from here to California, and I was just just thinking about the uh, the intensity of what Christ has gone through, has went through for us, and it goes through for us. And uh, I wanted to make that as vivid as possible through just a song, not using theater, but through just a song. And uh, the Lord really took that song and used it in, in an amazing way and, and uh, still uses it today. And I, I, I can't play because of my hands. I got arthritis in my hands, but, but I hear all the time of different people using the song. And so it's a, it's a real blessing to me. Well, I know the first time I heard the live recording of Didn't He? And when you hit that guitar, as the nails went into his hands, I'm telling you what, I was undone. Yeah, that was a powerful uh, thing that the Lord gave me there. I just, uh, because I'm a solo artist, I'm not that great of a guitar player anyway, and never was, but but, but it was just part of the theater of, of the song to try to bring out the intensity of it. Looking back to 1973, Randy Matthews from the Son of Dust album with a classic song, didn't he? On Full Circle. And the hammer fell On the wooden nail Threw his flesh into the tree And they laughed at him He cried for them And there he hung The faultless one Now didn't he live Or didn't he And didn't he give, now didn't he? Didn't he die for you and me? Spilled his precious blood Sacrifice of love We didn't take his life from him He gave it willingly Complete the prophecy What's black is white This wrong is right Father, Now didn't he live Oh, didn't he Didn't he And didn't he
Bugler, blow your horn Now the curtain's torn And the battle's done I know, I know the victory's come Drummer, you You drum your drum Broke death's chains The lamb is slain Now didn't he Doesn't he live, my brother? Doesn't he? Doesn't he? And doesn't he give, sweet sister? Doesn't he? But didn't he die? My special guest, Randy Matthews, in the song, Didn't He?, which has been covered by numerous Christian musicians over the years, from Pat Boone to Jeff Moore. I now come to a pivotal experience in Randy's ministry that those who are in music ministry today will find hard to believe. And I'll just leave it at that as we continue with our real and open conversation with Randy Matthews. We've been talking about tearing down the walls, the walls of separation and judgment. And I was with you in Pennsylvania at a Jesus festival. So from your perspective, would you want to just account for us kind of what you experienced? Well, uh, this was right when I was, uh, for lack of a better term, very popular and was doing a lot of shows around the world. And and we were approached from the, the management of Leonard Skinner and ZZ Top about doing an opening act for them, touring and doing opening acts with them. Well, at that point, I was playing just with an acoustic guitar. And there were very, very few groups out there that were playing full instruments. There was Petra, of course, a couple of other unknown, unknown acts that were playing. But nobody in the limelight was playing with a, with a band, with a live band. So I took off the road a couple of months and hired some men from all around the country to come in and, and work with me in a band, put together a great little band. And uh, we were to premiere the thing there at, at the uh, Jesus 73. 
And as I believe, I believe Andre Crouch came on before me, as I, as I remember, he was on before me, and there people were up dancing to his music and just enjoying the whole thing and the spirit, and, and I thought, well, this is going to be great. They're going to like us, because I was worried. I was really worried as to how they would re receive the thing. But as I remember, we did one song and then started the next song up. I think we're about eight bars into the second song, which is actually a song uh, out of Revelations about the, uh, the writing of the Four Horsemen. And right out of scripture. Matter of fact, I was reading. I had I had the Bible out, and I think I was re I had just read the scripture when when we started up. And whoever was in charge of well, the people in the audience, I guess, best I remember, people in the audience thought that it was satanic, or it was it was not of the Lord, and then and, and that it was it was wrong for me to be doing that. And so uh, the the people in charge of the festival then decided to unplug us. So they unplugged us in front of, I believe it's 25,000 people at that festival. And they unplugged us right there in front of the audience. And last time I ever saw my bass player, who was just a young Christian, jumped off the stage and, and ran away. And I haven't seen him since. It's, and I just don't know where Bobby is. Uh, but the band, of course, broke up, and and I passed out. I, I there was a there was a security fence that was up to keep the audience uh, away from the backstage area. That was torn down. Um, I had people coming up, sticking gospel tracks in my shirt, laying laying hands on me, which is a wonderful thing. But when you've got a hundred people coming up at one time to cast the devil out of you, that's a whole other story. And uh, as you were we were visiting a little bit beforehand about. Uh, what happened right after that, that I kind of fainted or, or lost, lost my uh, being there, my, 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 my steadiness there, and you were there backstage. The only thing I remember after that is waking up back at the hotel room with Barry McGuire and Tim Archer. There was a couple other guys there that were praying for me to come back and around and uh, get back on my feet again, and I did. But as a result of that, Jerry, every kind of rumor that you could spread about me kind of seemed to spread across the country. At that point, I was uh, 23 years old, and, and I was, I didn't even smoke cigarettes. I, I, I'd never smoked a cigarette in my life. I, I was just as straight as could be. But uh, all the stories that started going around, I, 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 was, I was getting hate mail in the, in the mail. I'd get letters that say, Brother Randy, we're praying the Lord takes your voice away from you. It was a real tough time, and I, so I, what I did wrong was is I pulled out of fellowship, and so it just things started going downhill from there. And uh, a lot of the rumors that were spreading around about me became true because I was out of fellowship, and the only people that, that would relate to me were people that were in other bands. So it was a real battle, and, uh, uh, and, and I'll, I'll admit that a lot of it was, was, was my fault after the fact because instead of drawing closer, I ducked and hid. And uh, it took me a few years to get back on my feet again, and, and I did in, in, in the 80s. And uh, we started recording again and touring again heavily again in the 80s. The power of our actions and the words we speak, no one can calculate how, how much that cost you and others because the hurt was so real. It was real. And, and uh, once again, I'm just I'm ashamed that, that, I, that I responded the way I did. The only thing I can answer for myself in defense is that I was still a very young Christian, and I, I, I was, I was uh, out of fellowship, and, and uh, you know what happens when that happens. So. It took about three years after that experience before Randy was able to release another studio album. And one of the songs he recorded documents the events of that afternoon back in 1974. From the album, Eyes to the Sky. Randy Matthews, and Pennsylvania Song. 
And the Pennsylvania song, which was the autobiographical account of his unplugged experience at the Jesus 74 Music Festival. And I was there and I witnessed it, and what Randy said was true. The song was released on the 1976 album, Eyes to the Sky. This is Jerry Bryant, and... Well, we're getting close to the end of this show. I'm so glad you've listened. I mean, what a joy to finally track Randy down and do this interview for you. And, well, there were so many more things to talk about, I've decided to make this a two-parter. So as soon as I get this show produced, I'll start working on part two of my interview with Randy Matthews and a whole other list of great songs. Because after finally finding Randy down in Sarasota, Florida... I want you to hear as much of our overdue interview 
as you can. I still have regrets that I didn't connect with the late Danny Taylor or the late Gary S. Paxton. There are so many more interviews with Jesus music artists and Jesus music songs from the past that I want to play on Full Circle. So I'm asking you if you'll help make that happen. If you'd like to help, go to www.fullcirclejesusmusic.com. That's fullcirclejesusmusic.com. You'll find a donate button on the top right, and that will take your gift right to the Giving Fuel engine. After you check the amount, as a one-time gift or hopefully monthly, you'll be sent a receipt promptly. That's fullcirclejesusmusic.com. And thank you. Hi, this is Randy Matthews, and you're listening to Full Circle with Jerry Bryant, the classic Jesus music radio show, taking a look back at where it all began. This is Jerry Bryant, and, well, let's continue our time with Randy. It Took a Carpenter. It's a great song, and why do you think it became so popular? Well, I think it was a, a current-sounding song, for one thing, and once again, that one had some of the roots of... of uh, gospel music and, and uh, southern gospel music and black spirituals in it. Um, I think it was just a good catchy tune and, and, and simple to understand and, and uh, people related to it and, and uh, picked it up pretty easy. Because the theme of it is? Well, it, that, that we build up these walls around ourselves, whether maybe emotional walls or, or, or psychological walls that we build around ourselves to separate us from one, one another or from the love of God. And it took a carpenter, meaning Jesus, the carpenter, to tear down my walls so that I could, could, could relate and be a part of everything. Never was my home. He came. 
It Took a Carpenter, Randy Matthews, from his 1976 album, Eyes to the Sky. Also in 1976, Randy joined forces with two of his Jesus music buddies, the late Mike Johnson and the late Danny Taylor, releasing an album that featured all of their talents combined in one neat package. And if you tune in next time, I'll play a song from that memorable project together. Thanks for listening. Until next time, keep your eyes to the sky and let your light shine. This is Jerry Bryant. Full Circles recorded in the Jesus Solid Rock Studios in Nashville, Tennessee. Written by Russell Baum and engineered by Jeff Kane. Full Circle is a JSR production. This is Full Circle.